everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet, so you don't have to, in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Monday, July 11. We're recording a day late this week because somebody was away in Dallas. I was. I had a really great time in Dallas. Anne and Robin were there with me. We covered the Dallas Classic. This is the second year that we've gone to Dallas to cover this competition. It was a lot of fun. The skating was great. Although it was, it's early in the season. Some teams didn't have costumes. Some uh, programs weren't polished. But this is what you do. You go out and you start to get the feedback so you can build on your programs. So... I was really excited to be there. It was a lot of fun. All right. Well, we'll hear more about that coming up in our event results uh, segment. So, Absolutely. We had such a great time. Well, I think what everybody has been talking about is Grand Prix assignments. And as you know, we were supposed to get those Grand Prix assignments back on June 30th, and then it got delayed. And so everyone's, when are these coming out? When are we going to find out who's going to what event? Uh, Phil Hirsch is reporting that his sources are telling him that the magic day is going to be this Friday, July 15th. We may not actually know those announcements until a day later. So it may not actually, we might not know until that Saturday. But it's Mm -hmm. sounding like it's going to be Friday, July 15th. So stay tuned, um, be online on July 15th or, or the 16th to find out yeah. what those announcements will be. I think it's likely we will find out the day after because they're going to want to make those selections, get everything organized before they release it to everybody. Mm-hmm. So this is much later than usual for yeah. us. I mean, there have been years, I think, that the Grand Prix assignments have come out as early as maybe late May, early June. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, I think the decisions are made around the time of the Congress, yeah. but not this year. And of course, we're all anticipating things looking a mm-hmm. little bit different mm-hmm. because the Russian and Belarusian skaters will be excluded from being able to participate in the Grand Prix series. But that is not the only change that we're going to see when we look at the list of competitors. The locations for two of them (laughs) are going to be different. Um, A lot of us, myself included, (laughs) noticed that the ISU had updated its calendar to show that there are two new locations Um, instead of China and Russia. It had listed Sheffield, Great Britain, and Espoo, Finland would be hosting the fourth and sixth events respectively, for the Grand Prix series. A few hours later, though, the ISU took that down. <laughs> Tatiana Flood, who assists with the media for the ISU, said that she believes that those cities are the most likely um, selections. They're most likely correct. They were just posted a little bit early, probably prior to the announcement, because I know the ISU likes to keep things... Um, you know, organize and and quiet until they're ready to make the announcement. And so hopefully 
we'll get an official announcement, but I think it's a pretty safe bet that Sheffield and Espoo will be mm-hmm. the uh, cities for these Grand Prix. And of course, Finland has hosted a Grand Prix mm-hmm. before. This will be the first time for Great Britain. And I have some friends in the UK <laughs> who are very excited about the possibility of having a Grand Prix there. So yeah, I'm excited for them. Yeah, and maybe by the time you are listening to this podcast, there will be the official announcement for these two um, host cities. So yeah, it was interesting because I saw the calendar and then as quickly later, I'm like, oh, wait, now it doesn't, where did those names go? Because um, they were <laughs> down, but I'm, I'm guessing yeah, the ISU wants to do that maybe it, they put it up a little too early and they've got this big announcement that's coming up. So we'll just have to stay tuned. But a great opportunity for Great Britain here to host an, um, a Grand Prix event. And, you know, probably their IT person, their website person was just <laughs> on the ball and posted a little bit early. But that's okay. Yeah. So moving on to our event results, um, we just have one little correction. And I, I actually didn't know about this until today. Um, last week, we reported the results of the Peggy Fleming Trophy, and it seem- there seems to be a change in the results since the medals were awarded, because I remember seeing the photo with the three medalists, and then today the actual results came out, and those weren't the same three people that were in the photo. So actually, Elena Bucko won the bronze medal, and Sonia Helmer finished in fourth place. Now, we're told Elena was awarded her medal this past weekend at Skate Milwaukee and that Sonia was allowed to keep her medal. So I don't know what happened where the results changed, but there was a change in results. Medals were awarded to the correct people. And so, yeah, just we wanted to pass that along since we reported it um, in our podcast last week and the results had changed. Yes. Speaking of Skate Milwaukee... Um, that also that took place last weekend. And of note, Isabel Martins, who mm-hmm. is a pair skater, competed on the junior level with Ryan Bedard, competed in the event at the novice level mm-hmm. as a single skater. And as usual, we will post the results to that event in our show notes. Yeah. And going along with Skate Milwaukee, the U.S. Junior Team Cup took place um, this weekend. Now, this was an invitation only for junior men and women. Now, at the event in the past, this the results were used for the J- Junior Grand Prix selections. Um, so we are assuming that this is going, the results again this year will be used to um, determine who will get grand, Junior Grand Prix assignments here. Um, so we will put a link in the show notes for you to check out those results. That sounds great. So moving on, I was, <laughs> as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, in Dallas or Allen, Texas for the Dallas Classic. There were only four teams at the senior level. Programs still look new. They're in that new phase. But it was a lot of fun to see the rhythm dances, especially for the seniors without the pattern. Although they have that pattern dance type step sequence, it's going to take me a little bit of time to get used to that. Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov were the winners, followed by the new team of Emilea Zingis and Vadim Kolesnik. They finished about eight points back, but they were only a little over two points behind them in the mm. rhythm dance. 
Again, rhythm dance is a fairly new because information did not come out from the ISU until recently. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Zingus and Kolesnik, mm-hmm. they're new. They look like a new team, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, there's some potential there. It'll be interesting to to watch them progress over the season. Um, we also had in third was Rafaela Concius and her partner, Alexei Shepatov, um, who unfortunately had to withdraw from Nationals last year due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And then Jenna Hertenstein and Dmitry Binkowski of Poland were the, the final team there. So when we were on our way to Texas, there were 13 teams listed in junior. <laughs> By the time we got there and got to the event, there were only 10. But it it was great because we had some teams that had been together and competed junior last year. Medalists from the U.S. championships were there. But also some younger teams mm-hmm. that had been at novice last season. So they, they're stepping up to junior. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun as well. And, and just, you know, we had our reigning U.S. Junior Champions, Leah Nesset and Artem Markolov. They're skating their new programs for the season. It was great to see those. Um, we have a lot of written coverage as well as photos coming from this competition and checked in with all the teams that were there, including some of the kids at the lower levels. Hmm. So keep watch of IDC for um, for this content. The turnaround time at this competition was just really fast, so it was not possible to really get a lot of content or any content really up because yeah. <laughs> most of the event took place between 5 p.m. Saturday and 11.30 or 12 on Sunday, so it was wow. <laughs> very quick. So I am working on photos as we speak. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually got some photos from Robin that I need to work on as well. A question for you, Daphne, what is next for these teams? Are they all, will we, you be seeing them again in Lake Placid or, you know, what's the consensus? What's next, you know, for these teams? So this event, of course, was the first of the national qualifying series mm-hmm. for dance. There are four more of those events. We will see a bunch of these teams. In Lake Placid, um, I have confirmation that a lot of them are going up for that event. But then there are also other events in different locations throughout the country, throughout the country, including events into September. I think the final event of the NQS for Ice Dance is Challenge Cup, and that's Mm. in mid-September. So... They don't have to go to Lake Placid. However, it I guess it's always been, you know, we had this conversation while we were in Dallas about Lake Placid's always kind of been this sentimental place that a lot of the teams have gone because in the past it was almost required that if you were a junior or senior team, not the top three at senior, three or four, but if you were a junior or senior team, you went to Lake Placid as just something that you did. So, you know, we'll see. Okay. Um, And there was also solo dance, right? At this competition, too? There was solo dance, yep. As part of their solo dance series, that also took place. 
We will put a link to the results in our show notes. Well, I'm glad you got to go to Dallas again and you had a good time. And yeah, so we will definitely put that link in the show notes so you can check it all out. And of course, stay tuned to IDC for their coverage from the Dallas Classic. I know, it made me very excited for two weeks. (laughs) I know. By the time this comes out, we'll be two weeks out from Lake Placid and... I'm really looking forward to getting back there. And based on what I heard from some of the kids and parents, they're looking forward to it oh, as well. Good. So, well, I'm glad that I'm looking forward to getting to Lake Placid and getting to do see my first event for the season. It'll be great to have us all together, mm-hmm. too. Yes, definitely. So, moving on to our general skating news this week, the ISU announced the Junior Grand Prix skating events and final. Now, with the Junior Grand Prix, there are seven events, and then the final is in December in Torino, Italy, and that goes on at the same time as the Senior Grand Prix final. The events are in France, Czech Republic, which that includes pairs, Lafia also includes pairs, Armenia, then there's another event in France, which includes pairs, Poland includes pairs, and then the final of the seven events is in Italy, and then the again, the final itself is also in Torino, Italy in December. So, I'm really hoping next season that the U.S. will get an opportunity to host a JGP again. Yeah. I've been to Lake Placid a bunch of times for the JGP and also once to Colorado Springs, and it's just great to have all of the skaters here in the U.S., getting to compete on home ice. It's a lot of fun for them. Yeah. The last one was 2019 in Lake Placid that I believe. And I was, that was my first junior grand prix. And I will say I I enjoyed it. It was, you know, a different sort of atmosphere than a senior grand prix. I felt like Mm -hmm. the, the skaters were all very, you know, close with each other and they were cheering each other on. And it just was, I liked it. It was fun. So I wouldn't mind, uh, the U.S. getting another Junior Grand Prix event here soon so that I could go to it and check it out again. That would be a lot of fun. And Lake Placid, as we know, has done some upgrades so they can host the Winter Universiad in January. So we'll get a chance to take a look at those upgrades in just a couple weeks. Right. Um, And then also with the ISU, if you want to read the eligibility requirements, how entries work, the point system, the ranking order, the prize money, or any other technical details regarding the ISU Junior Grand Prix series, we will put a link to the document that they released this past week in our show notes so you can read all of that information as well. Yes. Well, Skate Canada was busy um, in the last week (laughs) announcing retirements. Uh, The first one was Veronique Mallet, Retired from competitive skating, she is current Canadian silver medalist and a two-time Canadian bronze medalist. And then earlier today, we got the news that world bronze medalists Vanessa James and Eric Radford have also retired from competitive skating. U.S. Figure Skating has opened its nominations for the 2022 Get Up campaign. Now, any member of U.S. Figure Skating can nominate themselves or their fellow skaters to be get-up champions to celebrate the strength, resilience, and determination it takes to be a member of the figure skating community. 
The nomination deadline is August 15th, and we'll put a link in the show notes on how you can nominate yourself or someone else for the Get Up Award. The Ice Skating Association of Ireland announced, early, I believe it was earlier today, mm-hmm. that they have seven figure skaters who are going to represent Ireland in international competitions for the 22-23 season. For the first time, brings me a lot of joy to say this, Ireland is going to have an <laughs> ice dance team. It's going to be great. Um, Sam McAllister, Connor Stakelem, Robin Foster, and Sofia Kacheva will represent on senior men and women, respectively. Dylan Judge will compete in the junior men category. And Laura Hegarty and Kevin Hegarty are the first ice dancers to ever be selected for the national team. Siblings won their first national title in the Irish Championships this year. It's so exciting to see Ireland be sending ice dancers out for the first time. Yeah. Now we just need a Paris team from Ireland. Yep. And we have everybody. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) A reminder, we mentioned this last week, Nathan Chun has been nominated for an ESPY award. You can vote for Nathan. We'll put the link again in our show notes. And you can watch the ceremony live on ABC on Wednesday, July 20th at 8 p.m. So go on the skate, post an interview with Maria Pinchuk and Makita Pogorilov of Ukraine. Makita details what it was like for him to leave his home city of Kharkiv and Ukraine, the country. One of the coaches is with them in Vienna, while the other one is still in Ukraine. And since their main choreographer is unable to leave the country, who steps up but Alexandra Nazarova and Maxim Nikitin, they're helping them with some of their choreography for the season. This team was 17th at the World Junior Championships, and it it's a great article. It's really heartbreaking to read what these athletes have gone through and know that this is just one story of the millions of stories mm-hmm. of those in their country with people fleeing Ukraine. Yeah. And it's just very sad. Yeah, it is very sad. But to, you know, to see the Ukrainian teams coming together to help each other out, I mean, that's just, uh, it just gave me just kind of, you know, I don't know, they have the words to say, basically, because I feel like everyone is having their own struggles in, U- in Ukraine. And here, one team is helping out another team. It really, you know, they could be focused on themselves and, and it's hard just to be taking care of what they need to be taking care of for themselves. And here they are helping somebody else out. It's just how in the midst of all this horrible stuff that's going on in Ukraine, we're finding these stories of people helping out each other. And it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if it's, you know, the U S is helping out the people of Ukraine. Here it is two Ukrainian teams working together Mm -hmm. and helping each other out. It's just, those are the stories that you, you enjoy hearing despite all of this hardship and all of this horribleness. I think those are the stories to focus on. Yeah. Um, Our listeners may notice we're not really digging deep into some of the real negative stuff that has come Mm -hmm. out of this war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. We've been focusing mostly on just bringing you concrete information. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on. Um, I've read a lot on social media 
it it's really it's difficult mm-hmm. because sometimes it involves someone that you could have been a fan of at one time mm-hmm. and when you're learning something that isn't necessarily positive right. it's difficult to mm-hmm. to hear um and to read so um as usual our thoughts are with mm-hmm. the people of Ukraine and with our athletes mm-hmm. who are trying to continue their careers right in this difficult time yeah us figure skating fan zone posted an article this week with camden polkinen uh, he talked about the past season um he talks about his coaching change and how he is going to be working with rafael artunian in california this summer and then also will be working with alex johnson in new york city when he goes to school in columbia in the fall so we will put a link to that article in our show notes yes and moving on to social media updates The Mexican Federation of Ice Skating and Winter Sports posted on Instagram a letter with their assignments for a few of the Grand Prix events. Um, Regina Garcia de Leon Saab will compete at the JGP in Ostrava. Natalia Acosta Moises and Harlow Stanley and Nikita Sosnenko will compete at the JGP in Riga. And then Andrea Estrain-Mainez and Stanley and Sosnenko will represent Mexico at the JGP in Grenoble. Got to see Stanley and Sosnenko last weekend um, at the Dallas competition, so that was fun. Now, they train in Virginia, correct? They train at ION in Virginia with Alexei Kalayakov, Elena Novak, and the whole WISA team. So, Katerina Tabau... And Caden Dawson have announced that they're a new junior ice dance team for Brazil. To my knowledge, Brazil's never had an ice dance (laughs) team either. So this is another new team for the season. They both previously competed for Canada as novice skaters. Jason Brown posted that he choreographed the short program for Italy's Daniel Grossel. We don't know what the short program is. And Jason hasn't announced his plans on whether he will compete next season. But the fact that he's choreographing a short program for another skater makes us think that he's either taking a year off or retiring from competitive skating. Because we usually don't see competitors, uh, you know, choreograph programs for each other. Um, but Not usually. Yeah. But you know what? I have a feeling that we're going to learn a lot more once those Grand Prix assignments come out. Mm-hmm. Because... Sometimes they are kind of like the in lieu of announcement. You learn that skaters or teams are taking like mm-hmm. at least the fall season off. Mm-hmm. Like we know that Papadakis and Cizeron are taking um, yeah. this year off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's more information to come out from the athletes. So we're just going to be waiting. Yeah. Now, if Jason is not to compete again... The fact that he's choreographing has me excited because yes. I can't wait to see this program from Danielle Grassel. I mean, it's if it's not Jason out there on the ice skating, you know, the programs we've gotten used to seeing from Jason, I want to see it, his work being put out to being used to help another skater. So I'm Absolutely. looking forward to seeing this program. I'm looking forward to seeing him in a different role. Mm-hmm. Remember, we've talked about <laughs> in the past how 
fun it is to see the skaters transition from being on the ice to at the boards as coaches and choreographers. And I think Jason has a lot to offer the sport. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see what this program, what this program is. Yes. So moving on to the upcoming events for the week. Um, we've got a few. Skate Wilmington takes place July 12th through the 17th in Wilmington, Delaware. It includes singles, dance, solo dance, adults, Excel, Compete USA, and the Solo Dance Series. And the Cactus Classic is taking place in Scottsdale, Arizona from July 14th through the 17th. It's a national qualifying series event for singles and pairs, but also includes Solo Dance, Showcase, Adult, Excel, Compete USA, and adaptive skating. And Sun Valley is continuing its summer ice shows. This week, the headliner is Nathan Chun. And then next Saturday, July 23rd, Ashley Kane and Timothy LaDuke will be the headliners, and this will be the first time they will get to perform in, at Sun Valley in an ice show. I don't think they've done one of the summer ice shows as a headliner or guest star, so... Yes, and there are a bunch of events taking place next week. We have the Sun Valley um, comp Championships. We have Skate Detroit. We have the U.S. Collegiate Championships and Collegiate Invitational all taking place next mm -hmm. week, and we will put that information in our show notes. Yes. So, Gina, why don't you let everyone know where they can find us? You can find us at our website, it's thisweekinskating.com, and the calendar is there with the events we just mentioned, so you can go and check that out if you want some more information about those events that we just mentioned. And then you can also follow us on all our socials, Twitter, it's at thiswkinskating, and Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We'd love to hear from you. If you're not following us on social media, please do. Um, but if you have some feedback for us or you've got some questions or you want to ask Daphne a, a little bit more about um, the Dallas Classic or anything, you know, you're getting excited about these Grand Prix assignments coming out this week, you can reach out to us also by email at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. And we really appreciate all the support we've received via email and social media. It helps us continue to evolve the podcast into something that you want to listen to. We feel very strongly that this is your podcast. You let us know. We are, our main goal is to bring out news and information because we know how hard it can be trying to keep track of everything that's going on in the off season and during the season. And so we just wanted to make it easier for everyone to be able to get all of the information in one place. Mm -hmm. And if you're not listening to the podcast, but you're reading the show notes, um, let us know that too, mm -hmm. because we like to make sure the information is available. And that great suggestion that came in, I feel like has been, you know, one of the best ones because it does put everything together easily. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And we are working on getting some guests. I know we did some guests in the beginning when we first kind of launched the podcast and we haven't had some guests in the recent weeks, but we're working on that. Um, so, and then of course, when we go to Lake Placid, I hope to bring some interviews with, um, to you in, um, future, uh, podcasts here. So yeah, so we're working on that too. That's another area, but if you've got someone you like us to 
talk to, let us know. If you think you've got an idea for a great guest, we'd like to hear that too. Because we, 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 we talk amongst each other and among some of our <laughs> skating friends on who would be great to talk to, but you may have someone that we didn't even think of. So let us know. Um, we'd love to hear your ideas as well on that. Absolutely. And with that, we've reached the end of our episode. I feel like next week's going to be a busy one. I have a feeling <laughs> you're right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I am Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week. <laughs>